step could be seen to move violently forward. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Welcome to the What is Truth podcast. Hope everyone is having a lovely evening. And uh, let's bring in our new guest. One second, guys. My man. All right. So everyone we have my man jack allen he is from the kojak podcast which my dumbass took me a minute to figure out was for conspiracies or just a coincidence correct that's right that's right dude and some some initials in there it's it's got a, a whole lot of symbolism in there <laughs> i like that man we're gonna we're gonna go down some rabbit holes but before we get going uh give us a little bit of uh about your show, who you are, what got you started, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. So my podcast, basically, I'm, uh, you know, there's some brilliant minds in our conspiracy world. I am not one of them. They can make these awesome connections. But I do like to read. So what I essentially do is I'll just read books and uh, give like an, an outline of those book of each book. So there's no rhyme or reason. I switch all over. Like my next episode is going to be on pirates and the Knights Templar and how they relate. Um, but so it's all around. So if you, it's more historical. I try, I stay away from uh, too much like aliens and stuff like that, and more historical corruption, lies, things like things of, of that nature. Yeah. So would you consider yourself a conspiracy realist? Y yeah, yeah. I I, I I I like that phrase like alternative history. I, that's what I like. That's like the real. You know, there's so much. I, I you can't even know if that's true, but uh, I'd like to. That's where I like to focus is historical events that I can impress people with historical knowledge that maybe aren't conspiracy people. And uh, I think that's like a solid way as opposed to jumping from reptiles or whatever to tell them about historical events. Like for like in Abe Lincoln, you know, everyone loves Abe Lincoln. Well, whenever that gets brought up, I love bringing up how Abe Lincoln was one of the biggest tyrants. He, he, he was probably the first presidential tyrant that the United States had seen at that time. So things like that. That's like right, my right. zone of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I guess I, that's one thing that, is, um, amongst other things, was that, you know, what attracted me to you was that you are a conspiracy realist. I don't like to put out too much conjecture, although I think it's quite natural. We... Even with these conspiracies, we might have a good hunch of what's going on, but we still don't know the full, full truth on it. But I love using evidence-based and and facts. Uh, yeah. And so you stick with a lot of it, too. But, yeah, I did a podcast with Ryan Dawson a short time ago. Oh, nice. Abraham Lincoln, and that was a that was an awesome show. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the thing with history, and I've said it before, history is always told by the victor and so when you look at historical events it's hard to know if you're 
getting truthful information or if it's just frankly propaganda and right. um i've said this all over and over so i'm sorry for the audience if i if i'm saying it again but i think really the only historical event that we can say with pretty good certainty happened as accurate as been told is uh the story of the mongols and the reason for that is because they never wrote they didn't have a written language so all the information we get is from the people that they conquered that got their asses handed to them by by them so they never wrote their own shit. they never glorified themselves and so to me that's probably probably one of the only instances maybe there's another instance but that's the one that sticks out where uh the history is as we've been we've been told uh yeah. you know all these other events there's so much propaganda and you just don't know what the agendas are behind them uh what what would be one of your historical events that maybe you've dug into and maybe you thought about it one way and after digging into it a little bit further you're like holy shit everything i was told was a lie <laughs> Well, I, I I would say Civil War too, but that's but World War One especially like that's a war that we if you ask ninety percent of the they would have they couldn't tell you what War One was about and but that was a war that again I mean America always writes itself I love that one meme it's um like American history and it has Superman or as told by Americans or his history Americans history by like whatever this History Association it's Superman. And the actuality is uh, who's a uh, Homelander, the guy in um, The Boys who's like that evil psychopath. Uh, but yeah, World War One is definitely one of those events where you they tell this lie that it was because of Germany and, and Austria and they're, they're beating up on little people when it's it's so far from that that that's the total opposite. German, the, the Germans, and they, they avoided, tried to avoid war at all costs, and they were antagonized and antagonized by the, the British and by eventually America. So that's one that definitely, if anybody, but they know no one will read it anyway. So they, yeah. they just ignore it. But, but yeah, I'd say War One's a big one. Yeah, for sure. I, I know James Corbett did a great documentary on World War One, and oh, wow. uh, I've become good friends with, uh, with Corey Hughes, who I would say is a jfk researcher extraordinaire that's right uh, i knew i heard that name but i just couldn't think of but from jfk okay yeah he's if you want to go down the rabbit hole <laughs> down world war one and and two or mainly world war two he ties it all into uh the jfk assassination and how all that has carried on to the present day and uh yeah, he goes deep. He goes deeper than any other JFK researcher you will probably, he, probably ever hear. Is he pro J? Like he likes JFK? Uh I don't think he's pro anything, man. Um, he does. He does uh, make you think of the Holocaust in a whole new, different other way. I will say that he's not a denier. He gets called a Holocaust denier all the oh, time. I'm sure he does. I'm but sure he, does. he he's not. He's just saying the story is not what we were told. Uh, there's many great exaggerations uh, to it. So I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, that, that's one that really. I I remember when I first met or heard Corey. I didn't know anything about him. You know, I heard him and he started going into the Holocaust deep into. I'm like, and I was getting pissed off. I was, you know, because of the indoctrination. Isn't yeah, that crazy? It, it just it just pisses you off, and 
Yeah. Uh, but then it's all the programming. That's part of the, the thing. When you get this propaganda force fed down your throats, uh, y your brain just wants to shut it out. And it's the same with any other alternative quote unquote uh, theories that you may hear. When you get indoctrinized so heavily to think about the official narrative, when you hear an alternative theory, you your brain just wants to automatically discard it. And you have to fight that. And if you keep digging deeper and it's still shit, well, at least you have a better informed decision to make that basis on. Yeah. Um, but but you have to break down those barriers, mental barriers that that get that come up through the propaganda. Well, even you get like nine eleven, you know, less uh, crazy, less intense topic. I mean, think of like all the boomer generation that if you'll see it on Twitter, if you try to suggest it was Israel and Saudi Arabia. It, they they get angry, they they get like flustered, and they say you're an idiot. And it was Osama bin Laden. Um, I mean, think of like the population. I I don't know how old you are, but I was only fifth grade. But I remember like uh, all these American. There was like gas stations ran by not even uh, Muslim people, but brown. So they sheep, and they had the, sheep and, folk and, who aren't yeah. even Islam. Islam, right? Right. And, 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 and they got we we. I, I was guilty of it. Through the propaganda, I was like, right. I was scared of anyone with a quote-unquote towel on their head. Right. And then when you realize that they were just boogeymen, they were yeah. scapegoats. I live in Venice, Florida, bro. And um, Venice, Florida, very, very few people realize how important Venice, Florida is to the 9-11 myth. Uh, the hijackers, Mohammed Atta lived out here, mm. miles from my goddamn house. Yeah. Um, and uh, Venice is in the county of Sarasota County, Florida. Who, what else happened in Sarasota County? Well, do you remember the 28 pages report that came out of several years ago? Uh, I think so. Some FBI agent that was actually doing his fucking job figured out that uh, there were some Saudi royals who were funding the hijackers living in Sarasota fucking Florida. Uh, yeah. What else happened in Florida? I'll, I'll tell you what else happened. In Florida, or Sarasota, George Bush was here in a school the morning of 9-fucking-11. Like your podcast says, conspiracy or just a coincidence? Right, I mean, what are the fucking odds that all this shit is happening in this little-ass county in Sarasota County, that never gets mentioned whenever you think about 9-11. Very few yeah. people know this. Even locals, when I bring this shit up to like, oh shit, Mohammed Atta, like they can't even believe it. So um, a lot of this, these facts, these actual verifiable facts are still hidden from the public and you have to go in deep to, to sort all this shit out. Yeah, and they wouldn't even, and that's the prop, the prop, there's, it's so, you know, people are so, they're just trying to get by, they're trying to work and relax even if I, I bet like you know a huge percentage even if you had the facts it does it just doesn't matter to them you know which i get but it's like also sad because they use uh bread and circus or football or binging netflix to take away that so they don't need to think about these things but yeah so i totally totally i i'm sure that happened all the time if you brought that up to people they probably had zero clue zero clue yeah yeah no for sure um when when it comes to conspiracies which one is 
one that that really captivates you or or i i guess for lack of a better term your favorite one uh to go down Ooh, what would you one. say dude i don't know that's a that's a tough question but there's so many good ones man. I, I guess <laughs> I, I like i i'm big i like doing like cia stuff i also enjoy lots of like learning their operations what they did operation gladio have you covered that yeah give I, us I, a little I, taste on that my man Oh yeah. Well, did have you read Paul Williams's book? I no? started reading it. I have not read oh, the entire thing. Dude, well, that's an amazing. So anybody, you need to go read Paul Williams's book. It's called Operation Gladio. But for basically the the way it started, they were in. There's this guy named Paul Halliwell, and Paul he's in China working for the OSS after World War II, and he's helping the General Kind Shek to fight off the communists. Actually, at this time, they're kind of helping both. They don't know who to pick. But he sees that the, the, the capitalists, the not-communist Chinese, they're funding their military by selling heroin to China and people in China. So he says, wow, that is a great idea. Why don't we do that? So Paul Halliwell comes back. He tells um, Wild Bill Donovan and Alan Dulles his idea. And then he also, at the same time, he helps Walt Disney be able to get all that land down in Florida because he he loved Mickey Mouse. He, he wanted to see a big, he loved amusement parks. So he helped Walt Disney do that. And that was the beginning of Gladio where they start selling heroin uh, to predominantly jazz musicians, African-Americans. That's how they justified it. Well, it's not white people. And uh, they, they use heroin and that continued for, till I think it still goes on today. They, they sold, <clears throat> everyone knows about the, crack epidemic in south central los angeles that yeah. was related to, to not gladio gladio like operation condor that's just what they called for cocaine condor um but yeah and that's how that money was used to fund every single black project that the cia made and just for every i think uh, the drug industry like today is about a hundred billion dollar industry same human trafficking is up there in the same places so that's a lot of money for an, an unchecked, unregulated government agency to have access to with zero zero oversight. Yeah, I mean that that's talking about the CIA and its drug running operations, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to get a quote unquote normie mm. to coming down onto our side because that's all verifiable. Uh, yeah. You just mentioned Operation Gladio. There's a lot of people that hold Ronald Reagan as some kind of hero, some kind of godlike figure. And then you mention uh, Iran Contra, and uh, you hear crickets. So this whole, all these fuckers are dirty, in my opinion. Every single one of them. And you know, when when you talk about Iran Contra, the CIA was essentially trying to raise funds to destabilize governments in latin america that was yeah. the goal that's not a conspiracy theory and it's still the goal to this fucking day so this yeah. is what i'm saying you bring this up to normies you don't have to talk about bigfoot's dick or any of that shit man <laughs> bring up this shit this is real stuff you know what i'm saying agree dude agree Dude, have you, so this is a, I've read I got the I was reading this book on uh, how the the JP Morgan and all they manipulate the, the the value of silver and all precious metals because they use paper contracts to 
flood the market. So like silver historically should be an eight to one ratio to gold. Today it's an 88% eighty-eight to 1% ratio. And this is because JP Morgan, they short silver stocks every day. If one person ever like bought like $10 million worth of silver of contracts and said, I want delivery, I don't want the profit, they, it would crash the system. But that's not, I'm just saying, so I read a book about that. And there was this, they referenced this one book called Gold Treasure Hunters. And so this, this is all going to tie back to the CIA. But so in World War II, um, the Japanese, for 100 years, they decimated Asia. They, my wife is Korean, and I always tell, like, they, I mean, they went into every country in Asia, Philippines, China, uh, Korea's, they, they took everything. For 100 years, they enslaved these populations, chemical warfares, rapes, I mean, anything, and got all their wealth. So the Japanese had all this wealth coming up to World War II. World War II happens after we instigate them and they, they have to hide all this, this gold. And we're talking in the East at this point, what, I mean, we, we traded with them, with China, you know, the Western powers, but that's how they maintained, they didn't have a dollar bill. They, their families maintained wealth, not in banks because they didn't trust banks, but in gold and silver that they would bury and things like that. So the Japanese, they buried all this gold. World War II ends, and the, one of the prince's uh, assistants, who may have been his lover, he was this Filipino boy, he, he, the Japanese prince loves this guy. Like they, they, he, had, he would kill anybody else, but he, let, he said, get out of here and go. And this boy had these maps, and he runs into the Ameri he comes to the Americans, and they have these treasure maps. And no one can read them. Eventually, they're able to decipher them. This is probably 1947-ish. And I'm not exactly, you can look it up. They found trillions, I'm not like literally billions to trillions of dollars worth of gold. For example, a 12 foot tall solid gold Buddha, which they had to chop its head off and into pieces to take home. And all this gold, what happened to it? Well, no one knows what happened to it because if they introduced it, it would have crashed, because at that time the world was still on a gold standard economy, it would have crashed the economy. So close like i'm talking to these tunnels that they would bury the, the japanese would bury the people who made these underground booby traps with cyanide these multiple multiple football field long underground tunnels they they were filled with gold and the united states government and the cia found all this gold and that was the end of that story so if anyone it's called gold uh, treasure hunters or gold hunters but that's one of my favorite that not many people have ever ever heard about. Oh, and so that what I, the point was, was that wealth was also used to fund God knows how many CIA projects because it was trillions of dollars of gold that nobody had access to, but um, the CIA and probably the, the bankers that helped them launder it and, and all those things. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I bring this article every now and then or this news story that came out a few years ago. But a few years ago, uh, Forbes magazine ran ran an article because we all, if, especially we've been down this rabbit hole of 9-11, we've all heard uh, Donald, Donnie Rums, old Donnie Rums talking about the $2.3 trillion gone missing and not accounted for. And then, oh, lo and behold, the next day, a quote-unquote plane hits the Pentagon building into the accounting department of the Pentagon. So now we don't have to worry about 2.3 trillion. Everyone that's been following this, you know, we've already heard that story, but the story that 
fascinates me that came out a few years ago was the 21 trillion that went missing. Forbes was probably the biggest outlet to report it. All the other outlets stayed quiet on it. Um, Every politician stayed quiet on it. Uh, Oddly enough, the only one that made a little bit of noise on it was AOC (laughs) talking about how if we can lose 21 trillion, why can't we, you know, uh, fund people to go to school, which she has a good point on that. It, yeah. You you can say what you will, even a, a broken clock is, is wrong, or I mean, correct twice a day. So yeah. uh, these people have insurmountable amounts of money. I mean, so much money and it goes missing and no one is ever held accountable. 21 trillion fucking dollars is worth more than several GDPs of several oh, countries. Yes. The global, so the, the you know, the world o- over. So there's so much money uh and so when when you talk about these events these false flags the money is there to pull this shit off each and every fucking time absolutely dude uh, yeah and i what aoc like if you if she she actually did what she said a lot of this stuff i totally agree with her like i totally agree she's that- been bought out man just like every oh, single yeah. one of them same thing exactly. with Tulsi. Tulsi is now getting held. Oh, oh, she just left the Democratic Party. She's awesome. She's a fucking a young global leader. She's a young (laughs) global leader, man. You can't just shake that shit off. No, dude. No. And it's just it's so hard that I think. But that's one like I hate to be like so negative all it. But I do see more and more people that have like been alienated from politics that maybe at one point would would argue or would say they're aside and more and more i mean you still have at least people can say like oh both sides are corrupt but they won't give up their their key figures like trump or desantis or or whoever and same with the left they won't give up i can't the aoc but they will say which i think is a win you know a small win that they're like wow all these people are so corrupt they still will defend their guy, but it's, you know, uh, a few more things that will happen, hopefully. I, I get you. I think the problem is people get married to an ideological side. I And I think the key to it would be if we could all put that shit down to the side for one second and just think clearly that all these motherfuckers above us don't give a single flying fuck about any of us. They they will all say good shit to their to their base. They will all coddle them with nice words. Uh, either we're all inclusive. Uh, use your pronouns or the other side. America first, patriots, yeah. and all this shit. They all yeah. say these nice things to yeah. to make us feel good. But at the end of the day, they don't give a single flying fuck about you. And that's what the the thing is. A lot of people get married to their ideological side quote unquote and can't let go of it and in my opinion this is my opinion i could be wrong but in my opinion that is blinding you from seeing the entire thing for what it is and in my opinion the i I compare to a sort of cancer what's going on with our government that it has infected every fucking branch of it from our education system to science, something that I used to hold sacred and I no longer respect, uh, to every single government entity, everything. Everything has been corrupted and 
I hate to sound blackpilled, but we need a fucking revolution to it, this whole thing needs to go down, man. It needs to crash and burn, and we need to reset. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Sorry, man. I'll get off ever, my high horse. <laughs> I agree with you because you were talking science. Have you ever read uh, Rockefeller's Medicine Men? Have you ever heard I that? I have book? not. Dude, Indulge if me. You like science? It's an amazing. It'll, it's a book basically on how the medical system was created in America. And it's fascinating, dude. So yeah. I, I highly it's recommend become, it. It's become, you know, I'm not religious myself. Um, I used to be. I was raised very devout. I, I used to. And then I, I that, was my, <laughs> that was my first red pill moment. Um, looking back, like, God damn, everything I was taught about religion is bullshit. So that's my opinion. I know other people... That even follow me, disagree with me. They're very religious and very devout themselves. That's just my opinion. That was my first red pill. Because I was like, holy shit, everything I got taught was a lie. And so when I started waking up to conspiracies, I'm like, it made it easier for me. I'm like, well, shit, I was lied to me. I was lied to before, so this isn't a, a far reach. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at is I I became, quote unquote, very science-based, very sciency, And... I think especially during the COVID shit, I realized how dogmatic and how very religious science became. Everything that they espoused to not be, they became. And you can say the same thing with the quote-unquote left. See, I, I consider myself one of these old-school liberal types, one old-school lefties from the 90s, man, where I've always been anti-war. I've always been anti-cancel culture back in the back in the day it was conservatives trying to cancel hip-hop trying to cancel uh all this shit and george bush was running things and now this pendulum has swung to the polar opposite where it's these fucking psycho lefties that i don't even i don't i i'm ashamed to say that i, I used to be a lefty because it's so embarrassing who the fuck are these guys they've been hijacked and brainwashed and in my opinion they've Everything that they espoused not to be, they have become pro pro war, pro cancel culture. Everything, man. It, it it's a it's a fucking shit show. And then I used to, and part of it was because I used to be so indoctrinated by being a quote unquote lefty. In my stupid thinking, I can now say it's stupid in retrospect. But I was like, you know, conservatives are idiots. They're all religious zealots and blah blah blah, closed minded. And now I find myself listening. I don't agree with everything I hear, but I I completely get where a lot of people from that ideological uh, spectrum come from. Man, I I I can resonate way more with them than right. I do with quote unquote the tribe I used to ascribe to. But these days, I don't ascribe to any of them, man. Both sides are full of shit. And since you're not a, what do you, what's you, what's your higher power or, or I, where do you fall? Where, where are you agnostic or? I, I, I guess you can say I, I lean atheist, although I'm not because I don't want to be closed minded. I, I, I want to feel like I still want I've always wanted to feel open minded. And so I'm open to the possibility of a higher power, whether that's, um, I don't know. It could be. It could be something that we don't even know. This higher power, something that isn't no part of the Abrahamic traditions. I'm open mm -hmm. to it. I just haven't seen any any evidence. Um, you know, 
any evidence pointing me towards that uh so i don't i don't know i don't know what i am i i guess i don't even like labels anymore i just i just believe what i believe <laughs> i was just asking so there's a i'm not no, i'm just keep rap because that's where my knowledge comes from as books but so the book i'm reading today is called secret societies and subversive movements and it was written in like the 1920s um so it's an awesome book because it's before too much you know corruption got in yeah and so i I, what it's really interesting is all these secret societies from the, 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 the Gnostics and all these people in the beginning, Kabbalists, and they spread all throughout, is they all, it's, that's their beliefs actually push me back to Christianity because they believe the opposite so strongly. So that's like what bring is, and what I, I've, all these secret societies have the same thing in common. Every single one, there's Muslims, like a uh, Muslim see it, like the Ishmaelis, the Max, like she goes over the, the author, it's a lady. She goes over all these ones and all the different religions and every single one of them at the last step, they, they use religion to gr grow their ranks. And then the last step, whether it's a nine step or the top level, they tell you nothing is real. This is all fake. The only way to, is you need to act on your carnal desires. And by doing enough evil, we can bring the real God back. And so I found that super interesting because what I see a lot like in our truth or whatever, it's like this, this new age thing that's come in. So like, I'm not like saying you, but it's a lot of these things that are now big on the, like this hippie kind of hippie dippy type of stuff is the same stuff that these secret societies teach at these last levels. So I just always ask where yeah, people fall. No, I, I get it. I, I think what made me stop believing was, reading the bible over a couple times and some of the stuff in there there's a reason why there's a children's bible <laughs> so i i can i and i know the passages by heart uh so you're yeah, better than me dude I, they're I pretty that. fucking horrific jeff epstein type of shit and so i'm not trying to hurt anyone's feeling this is a fact i'll read any message me and i'll send you the bible quotes or bible verses and so that's what pushed me away from it. I'm like, man, I, this is, I, the, the God that I was taught was his loving character. Why, why, why is this in this book? I mean, Noah's flood is <laughs> God killing everyone, wiping yeah. everyone else out. And that's a well-known one. Uh, you know, so I see these things and, and I get what you're saying. And one of the, as a non-believer myself in, in, in any any belief or anything like that um it's been trippy for me to see these elites engage in the occult there's no denying that they do that mm -hmm. uh you look at the patent in the vaccine it's 666 this is shit that i was like oh hell no that's too looney tunes that that's yeah. bullshit and then you say like okay and then you see bohemian grove and they do these rituals and all this stuff so in my mind, it, it 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 makes sense, you know, when when people when I see people believing in this stuff and practicing it, um, there the the elites really do believe it. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. The elites genuinely believe it and they practice it, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, and that's like what brought you know. I see you're much more well versed. I was grew up in a church but i know and i always say i gotta read the bible more but um 
Yeah, that's like what brought uh, was just. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you some quotes, man. <laughs> well, well, I have like I would have a like the Noah's flood. I saying I could have the timeline wrong, but I'm pretty sure at that point, uh, like Canaanites had spread throughout, right? The thing is, when you go back, it's just like conspiracies. That that's why I look at religion and conspiracy. You know, government and religions in very much the same light. This is my opinion. Is that at the end of the day, I say this quite a bit, but at the end of the day, the very simil- they're very similar in that they will feed you propaganda. They will feed yeah. you bullshit. They will keep you in fear. Religion uses hell as fear to keep you in check. Government uses vaccines and COVID to keep you in check. So the same tactics are used. And if you dare question it, you dare question theology get the hell out of here you are blacklisted you dare question official government narratives you're blacklisted you're canceled off of youtube and everything and to me the parallels are so uncanny it's just, it's the same playbooks and it's same thing with these conspiracies you'll see crisis actors being used you'll see um you'll see uh drills and war games going on during a lot of these false flags and why do they do a lot of the same method of operations over time and time and time and again because the vast majority of people will buy into it and so only a few people will question it and they're they're not worried about you and i questioning it uh they just care if it works on 90 plus percent of the population very true and that's and it definitely does (laughs) definitely definitely and and i i hate to bloviate man but that's just my opinion (laughs) Um, oh yeah, 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 and I and I fully admit I could be dead wrong, man. I could be dead wrong, but Dude, it, we all are just looking for it. So yeah, I, we're we're yeah. all looking for truth at the end of the day. No one wants to. I mean, when we look at life in general, we want to know and believe in as many true things as possible. You know, I sometimes listen to very intelligent people that are right on a lot of shit, and I agree with them. But then they're terribly fucking wrong on others. So even the most intelligent, quote unquote, people will get shit wrong. So it, I always do self-introspection. What are things that I firmly believe in today that I could be dead wrong about? And so I'm, I'm constantly searching because I think naturally we want to think that everything we believe in is true. We, you know, um, but I'm sure all of us have many things that we believe to be true and are way the hell off and so i think as we travel through life and traverse it at least i try to figure out how many things that i believe in that are i think are currently true are not and and try to try to get a better understanding and and discard them out of my memory hole but that and that like see like even by you saying that like puts you above like i agree anybody that is so certain that they're and I'm not, I'm like moving away from religion, like with conspiracies or who's behind it or what, what, whatever. If anybody is like, that's, I, I won't listen to them because you have no idea, dude. You can present your, and, and you can be very confident. I love that. You can study it and memorize, but if you're not even open, if you mock others or shut down others because of your, your, you know, like flat earth will do that. Like you are so, you will berate attack it's like dude you don't even how do you know you don't know and you can use evidence but to call 
to shut people down like this, one, you're not going to get them on your side by telling them you're an effing idiot. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, 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 to I, that resonates I agree with, with you, man. I, I yeah. You can't, you have to have an open mind. Um, yeah. and unless of course you, you have some, you feel you have some solid evidence, then present it. And, and, yes. and yeah. that's when I feel like I can feel I, there's certain subjects where I'll go to toe with anyone because I feel like I've no. thoroughly researched them. I've thoroughly gone over it. And when I go come across a subject that maybe I'm a little less versed in, then I'll be a little more quiet. I am receptive. I want to hear, I want to hear this out. And if I, as I'm listening, if something seems a little sus, if you will, then I'm going to go back and do some follow-up research and then, you know, if holy shit, this person was right, then then you go along with. It. I I just don't I don't take anyone for face value, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to do your own due diligence and your own research, and then come to the best informed decision or opinion I gotta, that you can. Here, I, what's your theory on Tartaria? I've been big I don't on. Know much about you know what? Let's go to Tartaria. I've heard it mentioned, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know jack shit, man. Sorry, uh, well, excuse the pun, I Mr. Jack Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try that, but I well, guess it worked out. So that obviously you've seen that explode, I'm sure. Everybody there's I mean, I follow a lot of the accounts and I so basically the Tartaria was the theory was kind of started by this guy, Fermenko. All right. And so he's a Wait, Russian. Around that, um he wrote his books, I think I could be like eighties, eighties, nineties is when okay. he wrote his book. Maybe even could have been a little later than that. So, so assume you're talking to me, and I'm sure there's going to be people in the audience that yes. we don't know nothing. Maybe okay. we've heard the word, but we don't know jack shit. So right. you're, th we're just hearing it for the first time. Okay, so Tartaria is this. The it's you Google it, you will find millions and mil TikTok everywhere. But basically, they're imagine whatever. I'm in Philadelphia, so City Hall, these beautiful architecture that were built in the 1800s that were built all over the globe. These Roman architecture, most times, beautiful churches, what have you, and why, what happened to these buildings? How did they build these buildings in a time without power tools? How did they build these? So uh, another example, uh, the big one is these World's Fairs. So the, if everyone in the 1800s, late 1800s, World's Fairs happened all in America and across the world. And the, for example, the one, there was one in Chicago in 1893, and uh, I, I can pull up a photo of the, just so it can, Chicago World's Fair, 1833. It's uh, so it's like basically it's this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's like they made it. I don't know how to share it. Can I share my screen? Uh, oh, yeah, I can share. See. Yeah, perfect. Chicago World's Fair. Okay, here. This is all just, let me just hit share. So just because so, then you have to, you just so you can see it. All right. So this is what. See that? So this was the Chicago World's Fair. So for people listening, it's a beautiful man-made lake with an almost uh, a capital-esque building, uh, beautiful statues. And so this was 700 acres, this fair, just so you know. Millions of people came, million people came, and these kinds of things, this was built supposedly in two years. They tore down, they said it, it was all, the, the official story is about these World's Fairs that all these beautiful, amazing architecture, they were built with plaster or something that was cheap, easy to make. The issue with that is a lot of these, some of these buildings, because the public love them so much, 
didn't want them to tear it down so they still exist today like the there's one in uh i think tennessee their city hall like their city hall it looks like a roman pantheon and it's that they that was again this that still exists today but so the theory is that there is no way these humans built like that chicago world's fair 700 acres which was on a swamp was built in two years without power tools that doesn't make so that's the tartaria theory is that there was this global civilization with hidden technology that built all of these structures and sometime around the 1850s either a mud, this mud a flood happened a mud flood or something happened and basically they that this has been covered up and there's so many it's such a big rabbit hole you could that's like a quick uh, two three minute explanation of it but that's been huge these days. So that, that, have you seen like those kind of photos or any of that ref, that kind of stuff? I haven't, man. I Really, dude? For, for whatever so reason in my mind, when I hear Tartaria, I think about like some mythical place or, you know, like yeah. I was completely oblivious to the fact well, that this is like something from like recent, recent history. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yeah. And so Tartari, so Tartar, Tartary, it was actually in the 18, around the same, uh, after the Mongols. Yeah, Mongols. The, the, the the Tartars. I, see, yes, I know yes. Mongolian history, so yes. that's where I, I when uh, I think of Tartaria, that's what I think about. Is tell me about Mongols. The Tartars, yeah. Yeah, so that was the, actually, it was, there was like a East Tartary, uh, whatever, and it was over a billion, it was the largest country in the world. It was over a billion square miles something insane like that so and this so they, goes back so this theory goes back to the mongols huh yeah i can't remember now if i think they the the current fermenko the guy who well, i guess i think he taught so yeah so he taught he says the mongols were tartary they were the golden yeah, they, they called themselves the tartars yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he See, I'm balls deep into yeah. the Mongolian Empire, dude, dude. I would love to talk to you about that on on my show. Sometime. Yeah, but I I didn't know that this whole current thing was tied in, man. But so, that's why I brought up the whole Mongolian uh, stuff. You know, their history is probably the most accurate history, historical yeah. record that we have because again, they didn't have a written language. All their shit yeah. is pieced together is from the Chinese? asses they kicked. Did they use Chinese writing? No, they weren't. Dude, Chinggis Khan, the, the Mongolian Empire started from... They were a nomadic people. Right. They were nomads. Uh, what's written about them in their early days, when Chinggis Khan was coming up, was that he would wear... They would wear fur coats made out of rat skins. Uh, and th they were roughneck motherfuckers, man. They could survive... You know, in the hardcorest parts of Russia and the China border, and you know, if they if they were riding and they didn't have any water, they would cut a slit on their horses and drink the horse blood. These guys were hard freaking core, man. And Chinggis Khan, uh, when he was coming up through the ranks, uh, what set him apart, what made him be the leader that he later be you know became was his military genius and and he's considered the world's greatest uh general ever because he That's conquered awesome. essentially the Everywhere. known world at the at that moment in time and um when 
when he fought these uh whatever you know countries whether it was the arabs and during their golden age he whooped the arabs during their fucking golden age he whooped on them yeah. and some people would argue that a lot of the middle eastern countries are still backwards to this day as a result of chingis khan whooping their ass and they're not wow. it's not to make fun of them it's just that's how i mean dude he's accused of genociding 90 to 100 million people man it's a shit ton of the known world's population so he affected yeah. affected the world quite literally and um the chinese were also in their golden age and he whooped their asses apparently they were gonna they were knocking on eastern europe's doorstep and yes, they didn't see the europeans as advanced during this time so because of that the europeans escaped getting their asses handed to uh by the well, mongols in the, the i don't know it wasn't it was probably after Genghis, but the i know that the pope sent the them gifts yeah i think it was during his gifts. son uh uh his son's uh reign or it, it, his uh his grandson i think was kublai and he was the last great khan so their empire freaking rose super quick and also collapsed super quick yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of it due to uh just you know the family politics you know when when the land started the empire started getting divided amongst the brothers and hey how come i didn't yes. get this patch of land yeah. and yeah. that that sunk their empire but it, it's a truly fascinating history i would recommend dan carlin's hardcore history on the mongolian empire it's about okay. 10 and a half hours uh long and i've listened to that three times over as well as watched other and and read other books on the mongolians but i would okay. say out of everything i've read dan carlin's hardcore history on the mongolian empire is hands down the best man because he paints a picture for it really. what's that i saw i found because i've heard i would probably love that but i saw his twitter yeah. the guys didn't he stop doing it for a little while he yeah he hasn't put out a podcast yeah in so that years. was his twitter and he it, like it, tweeted some some bullshit about the you know just the take something either like vaccine related or uh donald trump or donald trump's the the biggest danger or he's just like the fashion i forget what he said it, it's funny how i see some of these people again it's the whole married to an ideological side uh, i've seen some people that have done great work on 9 11 but they're hardcore lefties and they're still obsessed with this trump shit uh and and believe me i'm the big i'm probably one of the biggest anti-trumpers there is but i also yeah. realize that there's hell of bigger fish out there and not yeah. not everything is about fucking donald trump i mean he's just another puppet just like biden is another fucking puppet i see people losing their shit over biden and i tell them do you really think this old decrepit fuck with alzheimer's is actually making big time decisions this guy's a vegetable man and he's got i don't know how many body doubles i don't know if you ascribe to that but he looks so different radically different in so many clips um but none of these guys run anything man they're they're puppets and they're used to keep us divided um if a, if a politician ever came by that would really unify that person would never given would be given a shot man one of the ones that makes the most sense that i used to despise well, and it makes complete sense to me is ron paul man old man ron paul is a certified badass man 
I like it, dude. I, so too well, and for your Mongol thing, yeah. you can find the PDF on. Uh, there's a it's three hundred dollars on Amazon, but it's called Origins of Intelligence Services, mm-hmm. and it goes over to it goes over the Near East, Rome, Mongol Empire. Yeah. But it, it talks a lot about they had a lot of shit, they, man. See, when we look yeah. at these empires from back in the days, we like to view them as primitive civilizations. They had a lot of this CIA shit back then, man. That's Intel spying, sending spies love. over to, uh, you know, one of the things I study a lot of uh, Native American uh, cultures. You know, I, I love Mesoamerican culture because that's where my, you know, my family's from and that's in the blood. And and what fascinates me is how many advances they made and they did it as a homogenous group. Uh, the the reason the Europeans, the Asians, and the Arab empires made so many advances so quick is because they all, even though they warred against each other, they also shared a lot of quote-unquote classified information with each other. The concept of zero was uh, was delivered to the Europeans from the Arabs. Uh, the the Chinese invented gunpowder. And that in and that carried over to Europe, and the Europeans ended up making the first cannons, and so they all those cultures, as different as they were, they all essentially co- collaborated into learning off of each other, and that's that's what helped their growth exponentially, and so uh, the natives, on the other hand, just had themselves, and they had to rely on them, and they made a lot of crazy ass advances on their fucking own, which is amazing, uh, especially if you go down into the Mesoamerican. Uh, tribes uh but yeah it's talking about the mongols the comanche that's a that's another great book if you're interested in native american tribes the summer of the or empire of the summer moon uh it's about the comanches okay in in southwest united states which as i'm reading this book i get this mongolian vibe from the comanches so i never understood why it took so long for the colonists to start heading westbound so it's the well, Comanches, man. And I'm sure. It, and so the the Tartarian theory of that is that there is the Tartar the Mongol yeah. the, the Tartarian Empire was blocking them. Just so uh, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's I'm 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 now newly fascinated. I guess kind of my brain would shut up when I heard Tartarian. I thought it was like some fucking goblins and and dragons <laughs> type of shit and so my brain would just shut up but now that you're telling i'm, I'm, now, well, so I'm I, now all I, ears the whole the the it's 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 take you gotta like look because it's taken by fire like flat earth did like five years ago and yeah. so now i don't subscribe to this but um yeah so you, I definitely, you like do a lot of here. secret societies too right can yeah, indulge just a little bit on, on well, and so your, that's like what brought work. me out of Tartaria was so big because like um, Freemasonry, they their story, which was taken from the Templars who were taken from the assassins and the Essenes before them, but they they talk about the Hiram Abiff and that he was able to build this beautiful structure that nobody he had secret knowledge and nobody knew could figure out. He wouldn't tell anybody about it. Well, what's Tartarian story? They have secret knowledge that they built Solomon temples everywhere. But, but yeah, so secret societies, though, I love. And so the secret societies, for me, it's like that's where it all stems from, this all this evil and these groups. They, they link together through these, team, these small organizations. 
Um, but it, again, I kind of like said it earlier, but they, these, this group has been around since Pythagoras, since Moses, according to a lot of their beliefs, the secret society's beliefs. And um, it's the same belief set that has literally been from then to now. And they just change names. They, they, there's rivalries. It's, you can't say it's like, oh, it's all the Illuminati or it's the Freemasons because all of these groups have been co-opted and corrupted and put against each other. But it's at the, at the base of all this, like how people will always, like a lot of people in our world, they'll say it's the Jews or, or whatever. And this is such a lazy thing to do because that's, that's not true. It's, again, these Kabbalists, these uh, demonic Gnostic groups, they infiltrated Islam. That's why you have the Sufi Muslims and all these other, the assassins, all these secret that believe the same things as the Templars did, which believe the same things as the, the Kabbalists and these certain Jewish groups. It's there. It's just the same set of beliefs and they just use different masks to kind of like a net to pull as many people and find the ones they want to, to rise to the top. Yeah, I I actually agree with you, man. But that, that's how I view a lot of these religions. Uh, when you look at the origins of the Ab Abrahamic, even Christians, for whatever reason, fail to realize that the Old Testament is essentially the Torah. Yeah. which is the Holy Scriptures for the Jewish faith. And when you realize the similarities that the old Jewish faith had with the Canaanites, for example, and you in the Canaanite religion, the, the chief god was El. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Elohim. Hmm. And, was it uh, Canaanites got L or was it uh, Marduk or what is it, what's his other name? He goes they by? had a, they were they were polytheists. Uh, the Canaanites they weren't monotheists. Okay. And the breakdown of the Old Testament shows a polytheistic god, and then it evolved into a monotheistic god. And this is what I mean when you start to go back to the very very origins. That's when you start to having like an aha moment, like oh shit. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what made me be like, God damn, everything I was taught. Well, so I would, and, and my like rebuke to that would be that this group, these Gnostic, like the, the, the Kabbalah and these different magic texts, they existed before the Abrahamic religions were even there. Oh, yeah. So, that's, yeah, yeah. so these same people helped create a lot of the, the, the texts and things like with written in different codes that only they would recognize but I, I, it's, I agree. It's, I, it's a yeah. fascinating thing. I, I've taken deep, deep dives into it. And it's fascinating to me. It's um, because yeah. I'm fascinated with all this stuff, uh, whether it's yeah. this this topic or historical events. And when you look at secret societies in general, I mean, uh, look at the death of Julius Caesar. That's one of the one an early verified conspiracy. He was stabbed by all these goddamn senators you really think yeah. that these senators just it just popped in their mind to just kill them it was a conspiracy uh, so when people would like to brush away conspiracies I, I like to bring that one up i'm like that was two thousand years ago bro <laughs> uh, what's your what's your so the, i there's an awesome history of central banking amazing book um but he basically it's all about the history of central banking but Basically, all these characters like Caesar and Napoleon and all these leaders that 
their written history writes them poorly, right? They write Caesar as a tyrant. They write Napoleon as a tyrant. Um, all these, and I think of any of the, the CIA coups that they caused, like the one in Guatemala, um, all, anybody. I Like my theory is if history writes somebody very badly, usually they were doing something that was going yeah. against the banking industry yeah. or going, you know, that's, they were too that, nationalistic. That, yeah, that's where Corey Hughes comes in and made me <laughs> give made give me a three sixty on Hitler. Now he doesn't yeah. say Hitler was a god or anything, and neither do I. No. He was a scumbag, no. just like any of all these motherfuckers. But right. there's a reason why he's painted as the most yeah. evil, genocidal, yeah. racist. Yeah. He did all this shit because he hated people, and the rest of the country went along with it because they hated people. Get the right. fuck out of here! That wasn't the it. case. There, there's so much more nuance to it. And yes. when you, it, it, what made me open my eyes. And opened my mind to that possibility that maybe Hitler wasn't as bad as we were told was when you ver when you check the verifiable facts. For example, Henry Ford was a Nazi sympathizer. His anti-Semitic beliefs were uh, were highly respected by Hitler. Henry fucking Ford and. He was making vehicles for the Nazis when yeah, we, the Allies, quote unquote, bombed his vehicle making uh, machine factory in Germany. He sued the government and he won. And I, I say this that. over and over. He should have been tried for fucking treason for making vehicles for the fucking enemy during the time of war. And instead he wins his court case. And when you, yeah. you realize that, and then fast forward to Operation Paperclip, where we got all these fucking Nazis, scientists, the main head one, Warner uh, von Braun, top Nazi scientist, then comes over and starts NASA. Get the fuck out of here. And so when you see all this, sh all this fuckery going on, that is not conspiracy theory. This is certified fact now. Absolutely. All this other shit that we talk about is not so far fetched, and then, and then I interviewed uh uh fucking god damn it rest in peace sorry I'm drinking beer uh Gerard Williams Gerard Williams he he passed away in July and I just I I was bummed out so I reposted my podcast that I did with him but he passed away in July, but he worked for Reuters. This is a certified, uh, was a certified journalist for Reuters, BBC, all these major outlets. He was in the show on the History Channel, Finding Hitler. He was he? Yeah, he dismisses pretty much every conspiracy. Well, he's dismissed. He believed all the official narratives, but his own research took him into questioning the death of Hitler. We're all told that Hitler committed suicide in some fucking bunker, but there's no evidence he ever did that. But yet we, a lot of people take that as gospel and there's no evidence for it. Yeah. And instead there's evidence that he went to Argentina and fled down there. And so if you're interested, um, I can't remember the name of the podcast. Just go down my podcast list. It's with Gerard Williams. And it's funny because we were talking about that earlier, how some people are will say some good shit, they'll they'll go down some rabbit holes, but then with other they're they're too married to their ideology. I, ideology. And this is what yeah. happened to my man. But rest in peace, he was a he was a sweetheart, man. And uh 
Yeah, dude, it was a bummer when I wanted to repost it, you know, like a th throwback Thursday. And yeah, I was like, dude, yeah. I need to contact Gerard. And then I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, it just hit me, man. I'm like, damn it. That's, uh, well, and, and it's not known why, but I know he was pushing the vax. I don't want to say that's what it was, but yeah. fuck, man. So many people are dying because of the goddamn vax. Well, and, um, Anthony Sutton, he died, but he was an author and he wrote this three series. Um, it was how Wall Street funded FDR, FDR and Wall Street, how uh, the Bolshevik Revolution and Hitler. And basically it just shows that Wall Street, none of the Bolshevik Revolution never would have happened ever. Some of the most disgusting death, murder, gruesome without without Wall Street. Hitler would have never made it in power without Wall Street. And uh, just how FDR was the people's man was a disgusting, corrupt. He's, a, he's one of those, you know, top bloodlines type of guys, a blue blood guy. Uh, yeah, but. yeah. And that's that's the thing. We started at the very beginning. How history. You have to really scrutinize it. I mean, I, I spoke with uh, Daniele Bolelli world-class historian he's been on the rogan podcast several times uh oh, wow. cool guy i'm gonna see if i can get him on again but it, it was awesome to speak to someone that is pretty fucking well known and i did ask him at one point i'm like well when you look into history as a you know i think he's a phd historian if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but i i he's very 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 well uh learned if you will yeah and i asked him i go when you research subjects you know um he's got a historical podcast i think it's called history on fire with daniele bolelli and he says yeah it's very hard man because like we said at the very beginning it's hard to know you you have to take away the propaganda aspect of it uh how's this person that's writing about this person that's long gone uh you know do they have an agenda against this person or for this person and, and you as a historian anyone that does a respectable job you want to be as objective um as possible you don't want to have a bias one way or the other you just want to give the straight dope and that's the problem with a lot of these things i mean when i spoke with uh, ryan dawson he he mentioned a thing that i had no idea uh what it was and now i'm look now that he told me what it was i try to look for it every time i i see something on history and he talks about presentism um and what that essentially means is historians giving takes on shit that happened quite some time ago um and trying hard to relate it to today's climate uh I don't know if you watched the movie Elvis, the you know the new movie Elvis that came yeah, out. I saw it was yeah. But. It wasn't too bad. I, I will say this: it wasn't too bad. But they did inject it with presentism, trying to put some woke culture and and shit into it. I'm like, come on, man! You guys were doing all right, and then you guys yeah. had to ruin it with this. And but you once you realize that w when you start to get a or or making women superheroes and and badasses that whoop men's asses all the time uh it's this present presentism that's going on um th that that is getting injected and that's what you always have to try to filter out you have to look at things how they were as raw and honest as possibly can if, if these people were fucking evil racist 
but they did a lot of good shit. You got to show both sides. You don't want to sugarcoat it one way or dismiss one one or the other. You you can't have it both ways, man. You just got to you, right. you got to be just right down the fucking middle, man. Yeah. I the totally problem agree. is a lot of historians don't do that. And so that's what I well, one thing that I did appreciate of Daniela, he 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 would give you the good and the bad. And then you have to make your own decision. I mean, that's what Dan Carlin does with his Mongolian series. He gives yeah. you the facts, and then it's your... At the end of the 10 hours, do you think Genghis Khan was an evil genocidal maniac? Or did he actually do some stuff that resonates to this day in a positive yeah. light? And so that's for each individual person to judge. And not we can't let these people with their own agendas trying to dictate how we need to feel about things i dude and just I, I mentioned that rockefeller medicine book they they talks about how they created the ama with the rockefeller rockefeller funding and that they they created all those the apa the american psychological association the american historical association so how does this work well so the, they picked the first president you're going to get this huge grant from rockefeller um, do you think that this guy's going to write something? Just like a, a guy who has a huge Patreon subscribe, he's a flatter. I'm, this is not a real person. He's a flat earther. He's got eight thousand Patreon subscribers. A QAnon person who's got all this. Are they going to tell you the truth, or are they going to? They have a family. They have a life, and that's what happens to history. Is the American Historical Association? You won't get tenured if you start talking that. Oh, Americans or what? Whatever you know, if you start talking. Whatever the theory may be that's not the socially accepted theory, you're not going to get tenure. You're not going to get a bonus. You're not going to get a raise. You'll be yeah. alienated and ostracized. Well, did you hear the latest thing in California where doctors are not allowed to go against what the politicians I, say? I think I and Or they get fined, right? So, yeah. Essentially, shut the fuck up. Let the governments yeah. do the talking, even though these are fucking doctors. <laughs> it's a joke, man. Uh, but that's where we're heading, man. I, I'm a big fan of uh, George Orwell and his yeah. uh, 19, work on 1984, man. Uh, did you follow any of that? I, I do, but I love the book. But, you know, uh, George Orwell was a Fabian socialist. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize it. And, nah. and the thing is, when he writes his books... Even though he was a, a socialist, um, in his books you see how socialism can fail, and he—it's like he noted he. I get the, my interpretation of it is that he he knew the faults of socialism. It, it was an ideal world to live in a socialist state, but as time and time and again we have seen, it's never been successfully implemented anywhere. So, so on I'm paper, not, like, on paper, it, it sounds magnificent, but in actual practice, yeah, well, it's not realistic. I, I'm like I, you know, I'm a, a nationalistic society, and I you know, can't use these words, or they call you Hitler, national socialist, not ethno nat. But I, I would, I wouldn't disagree with a a civic nationalist, socialistic uh, government. Like I, I believe if we could inspire all of us to work together. I would love that, dude. I like disagree. If someone works forty hours a week at Wendy's, because I've had to work when I was a I was a heroin addict for a long time. I worked these jobs, and my managers you were they worked so addict, hard. Go go into that, yeah. man. Don't don't just skim over that. That that's a good story, man. And look where you're at uh, now. So 
if yeah, you don't mind, yeah. if you don't mind. No, I don't care, dude. Yeah, I was just uh, I was a junkie. Yeah, for ten years, crack. Ten heroin. years, bro. Yeah, dude, that's man. fascinating, man. Uh, give yeah. us give us a little little background <laughs> on that. I'm sorry to I, poke and prod. No, oh, you're not, like, I, no I, I love I love stories like that though. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you you were in a bad situation, and you broke yes, those chains. Yeah. You know, uh, quote unquote, to get out of it. And so yeah. I, I I'm always inspired by that man. So if you don't oh, mind giving us a little a little snippet on that, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, it's. And I, like, I think this is how I always knew it was a conspiracy. Because I don't remember if you remember the D.A.R.E. program. but Hell they told yeah. Us, Dude, yeah. I'm 40 so years old, bro. Let me know if you heard this story. When they told you about acid, I remember it was in middle school. We had, like, a speaker. And she told this story how her friend took acid and thought he was an orange and tried to peel himself and was using a peeler. And another one was, like, someone thought they could fly. And then I took acid and I was like, what the fuck was that lady talking about? Mm -hmm. And then I just started trying everything uh but yeah. but yeah that's uh it's a and again like draw that's why i love operation gladio and these things because this all happens with the okay of these intelligence that's yes. supposed to help you yes they're and they do this it's honestly i i haven't read the book yet opium inc i think opiate inc opium inc but essentially every single empire british American has been built on narcotics. That that was how the British Empire maintained and dominated for 200 years was because they were selling opium. And that yeah. was their way to control these populations that they had no yeah. other way of controlling. It created this unlimited for example, like so the CIA, they used the cartels to sell to get all this money, blah blah. They like if they wanted to stop, it would stop. But regardless, the British did the same thing with pirates. They were the ones, mm -hmm. these pirates that were robbing other countries. Privateers, brother. Privateers. Right, dude. Exactly. Dude. They, they were encouraged. <laughs> they were they were raised up. I mean, I, Drake, Francis Drake, I think, and another one, these guys that you wouldn't yeah. think of as pirates, they were pirates. That's but what they, they were. You, you know what I've thought about um, pirates as I've gone down a little bit of that rabbit hole is pirate modern cartel gangsters are kind of like the modern day pirates in many ways when they show the picture of el chapo guzman uh being arrested and like top cartel guy gets arrested um, yeah and, and and through propaganda we like to think that chapo guzman was a bad motherfucker in a kingpin which to an extent he was but yeah. if you think he was the motherfucker in charge you're wrong uh, Daniel Hopsaker, exactly. who wrote a book, was no. The real cartel motherfuckers are not wearing Mexican cowboy hats and, and jeans no. and shit. No, the real motherfuckers are wearing suit and ties, and they're in the banking industry. That's the real cartel motherfuckers calling yes. all the shots. I mean, people forget because this got brushed under the rug. But when Chapo Guzman got arrested and he was in New York and he started testifying, he said. I was dealing for the CIA and the yeah, judge was like, yeah. the judge started slamming her gavel to shut him up. Right. But that, he was speaking the fucking truth. He, he was, was working for the CIA fucking A, man. Because like, again, like, come, like, think honestly, dude, if the CIA, any intel wants you dead, we can draw, I mean, the C, uh, we talk, like, everyone talks about MK Ultra in that time. I mean, they came up with ways to kill people that were DNA specific, that were I mean, they had like fart things that could kill you. I mean, dude, they, they had get... a heart attack gun back in the 
what is 70s. it, late 60s, early 70s? Yeah, a heart attack gun. And this was 50 years ago. What do right. you think they have today, man? And that wasn't even one of the better ones. They just got caught with that one. That got brought up to the church committee. But there was yeah. ones way better than that, dude. Like ones that they could... I forget. Oh, they're, they're, the, the phrase in TSS, that was the group that made all that stuff, was not everybody eats, but everyone breathes. So they said that is reference to aerosol poisons are much better ways than poisoning food. Like, mm. I mean, they do that. Uh, uh, you could do whatever. Oh, you the fluoride and, in the water, bro. That, uh, or even um, Delgado, no. he was the one doctor that they used it before MK Ultra. He could, he put the implants in a bull. He could make the bull do whatever he wanted. Well, and then he, he, he eventually stopped having to go inside their skull and realize certain radiation. He could control the bull. This, again, was in 1958, 62. I mean, like, what, what do you, they, they said, well, that's close enough. Let's stop there. We don't want to get, we don't want to be controlling humans here or anything like that. Yeah, dude, when people, I hear people dismiss conspiracy theories. I, I bring up this shit that they can't deny because it's all verifiable. Yeah. It's all on the record. And then my next question is, so when did the CIA stop doing this? <laughs> Right. And they, I never right. get an answer. I get crickets. Right. I, I get crickets. You really think they just, oh my God, I, I feel terrible about this. I'm going to stop yeah. right now. Get the fuck out of here, man. This shit's going on, yeah. but more advanced, more high tech, all that shit, yeah. man. I'm sorry, dude. I, I got to take my pup out. He's going to he's gonna freak out. He's so. going to take a piss, man. Yeah, dude. If yeah, if you need a bounce. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it, it was a great time. Yeah, you'll have to come on mine and talk uh, Mongol stuff, all right? Because I'd love, I'd love to have you on, dude. So I'll, we will I'll do. Mess. Where can people find you, my man? Yeah, at Kojak Podcast, guys. A C O G J A C Podcast. And Weezy, thanks for having me on the show, buddy. My brand. Have a good night. That was a real super fun sh show, man. We touched yeah, we'll on a bunch of subjects. Next, we'll, I want to do it again, man. Maybe yes. next time we can narrow down yeah, to a couple we'll subjects. Soon. We'll talk soon. All right, my brother. Right, Take it Take easy. Take care, man. Yep, later. All right, y'all. That was uh, Mr. Mr. Kojak himself. And uh, let's see. If you are listening on Rockman, smash that follow button. We do these live streams on a regular basis. And uh, let's see here. I want to give a shout out to Demelza, Missy, Miss Hev, Secret Squirrel. And we got a we got a new gentleman by the name of Ted Bundy. <laughs> did you play football, Ted Bundy? Uh, who else did I miss? I think I got a new one. Um, yeah, great show, guys. That was a lot of fun. And um, thank you guys for staying up this late. I know it's late in the UK. I know it's lunchtime from his head, but we had a great time. Thank you guys. Much love, hugs, and kisses to everyone. 